Hey everybody, this is James and Marco and Nabil and this is the Movie Pals podcast, podcast episode number one, which is uh, technically the official one now, so we're officially here. Yep. We're live. Yeah, we, we did a couple test ones, but this is the official one. Thank you for everybody that's given us feedback so far, as you probably know and probably have already downloaded. This is our first officially published one. And uh, so just a little introduction to what we do here, the main focus of our podcast, other than just kind of hanging out and talking movies and TV, is that we do a main review of a movie every two weeks or so, maybe more, let's see how this goes, of course. Um, We do certain topics, like we said, we go over what we're watching currently, we do sometimes a news topic, if there's something big. Related to media, I would say. Yeah, anything going on with uh, media or entertainment, uh, we'll bring up some topic that we'll discuss amongst ourselves, and we'll either vote on something or have an open-ended discussion. Yep, and then we move into our, like I said, our movie reviews. Uh, We give our opinions of the movie, likes or dislikes, and uh, this isn't just new movies all the time. This can be older films as well, things that interest us. It's really, we really have a pretty open forum here for what we end up watching, too. And we provide, you know, we appreciate all the feedback you've been giving, like James said, and we still want it. So, you know, this is still ever-evolving. Anything that you think is working or is not, let us know. Share the ideas with us, and we'll definitely uh, uh, make this a better podcast. Hopefully you stick with us uh, through the long haul. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but, but please give us a chance. Yeah. Uh, so today we're going over uh, Spider-Man Homecoming as our main review. But uh, before we do get to that, though, uh, let's go over a couple different things here. Yeah, so figured the best way to start is to see what we're all watching, um, what's been going on with uh, either on TV, any kind of movie you've been watching. Um, so, James, what you been watching? Um, well, it's kind of tough because I've been <laughs> I've been binge watching movies. <laughs> For like, like this three weeks, weeks. James has been uh, subtly torturing himself the last few weeks, and it's been the most obscure movies. <laughs> they don't really have any rhyme or reason. Some of them do. Though, in in, in James' defense, uh, I've been watching some of these movies too. <laughs> so I binge watched, like I said before, or you know, all the new uh, listeners here. I binge watched every uh, Friday the Thirteenth film. So that was pretty... uh, not not all of them. All one the through, main yeah, serials. one through ten. Because I got caught up on the new video game. I jumped into uh, Nightmare on Elm Street now, so I'm on the third film on that. Anybody just go into a rabbit hole like you do on you know on Facebook or Twitter and you just go deeper and deeper? <laughs> That's what I think James is doing in his cinema uh, binging. For he wants to live through an actual inception. So <laughs> I watched uh, both of the Planet of the Apes films, the newer ones, because getting ready for War of the Planet of the Apes. Which is probably the easier of the set of things. Y- that yeah. Yeah, because they're actually good, so... <laughs> Um, no, but on top of that, TV-wise, I have, I'm, truthfully, a lot of my shows that I normally watch are no longer kind of on right now. They're on kind of their summer hiatus. So, uh, I just recently watched the Castlevania anime on Netflix. Oh, that just came out, right? Yeah, I just saw that. Yeah. Wow. It's really short, by the way. It's only about four episodes long. Are you there. the whole series? Yeah, no, it's only... Jesus Christ. No, it's only... No, hold on, hold on. It's only four episodes. So, they're about 23 minutes to 25 minutes long each. Oh, wow. So it's super short. Like I can't. I don't even know if I can recommend it because it's it's not bad. It's it's basically a setup for the next season, which is kind of nuts. And they already announced that the next season is going to have um, 
eight episodes as opposed to four, so that's kind of Are cool. they like 15 minute or 20 minute episodes? Yeah, they're like 20, 23, 25 minutes yeah. each. And just let everyone know, too, Castlevania, that it's based on the video game series Castlevania, which usually follows someone from like the Belmont family fighting Dracula. And, it came uh, out for Nintendo originally, right? Yes, yeah. it came out yeah, on pretty, really much, Nintendo, yeah. pretty yeah. much every system has had like a certain Castlevania game on there. But um, anime-wise, it's not bad. It is like a hard R. It's pretty violent. Oh, violent. Well, that's is, not bad, though, for yeah. Pennsylvania. Which is pretty cool, yeah. And um, outside of that, though, that's really the only show I've watched, I guess, outside of those movies I've been watching. Um, maybe we'll talk about it, too, but we all I know we all saw Baby Driver, which was super good. Yeah. Amazing. And that was Highly almost, recommended. Yeah, that was almost debatable to be our one review as well. But um, outside of that, that's really about all I've been watching. Really. That's good to hear. I mean, it looks like... You got yourself full with some, some of the binging, but Jesus. it's yeah, definitely I think, eclectic. Yeah, like I said, I, I think I'm done after this for a while, binge-watching, so give what yourself a little break, finally. What, what about you, Mark? <clears throat> you got anything going on? Um, I've been watching some of the stuff that James has been watching, too. Like, I, I watch some of the Friday the 13th um, movies as well, but that's pr- primarily mainly because I've been playing the, the new online game on uh, Xbox One and... Uh, Playing through that, mainly with you guys, has made me want to go back and kind of watch the classics and see the inspiration for all the moves and all the action in the game. But so you guys see a lot of Easter eggs. I'm assuming there's like really far reach, deep they, Easter eggs that they go for because dude, of, they did a lot of good. They did a great job at, at uh, they did yeah, at, yeah. at getting all the Easter yeah. eggs and just making it very authentic. They even got the uh, original guy who played Jason. I think for parts three and four, uh, I can't remember. The Actually, name. I know. I think it's parts. There's <clears throat> more info that never will help us get. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, more money he, life. It's yeah. Seven through ten, I want to say Kane Hoder. Yeah, right. Him. He actually uh, did uh, motion capture for, oh, really? for a lot of the moves. But pri- primarily, uh, what I've been watching is the third season to the Netflix show Bloodline. Oh. Um, and it's uh, it's a dramatic thriller. Uh, based on a family called the Rayburn family out in the Florida Keys. And they own a successful vacation resort, and they appear to be the perfect family, successful in every single way. But they have a dark past with various secrets, and each lie that they've hit kind of leads them down a bad path, and now everything's unraveling around them. The truth is coming out uh, and now they have to answer to to the consequences of their actions. But um, I just found out that the third season is actually the final season as yeah. well, too. Oh, really? Yeah, it got canceled. Yeah. got canceled. Uh, the, the first season started off really strong. You get captivated in the story. The, uh, all the characters are really great and driven. And then uh, I'd say halfway through the second season, it starts to dip a little bit. And the third season, it's good. But it's mainly because I'm a fan of the show that it's good to me. I don't think it's as strong as so you, the other two seasons. Do you think that this is kind of warranted to end the series? Like, yeah, yeah. It, it right now they did this weird time jump, and I'm not spoiling anything here for the third season. But they did a weird time jump the third season 
that just makes absolutely no fucking sense. And I, it, it had to have been when they were twelve. By the way, this is going to be your last season. They're like, oh shit! It was, yeah, we got we got to fast forward all this. It was stuff. during that episode. They're like, oh god, damn it, we got to wrap this up. <laughs> but I mean, if you're into uh, dramatic, suspenseful thrillers, um, I, I recommend it. It's not the perfect show, but um, it's definitely entertaining. Um, it stars Kyle Chandler, who was uh, the coach in the yeah, show Friday Night Lights. Yeah, that's right. I always remember from King Kong. Yeah, like Peter and, Jackson. Movie. Yeah, he 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 was that actor guy yeah. in uh, the Peter who Jackson King Kong. Turned out to be a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, he was also the DEA agent in the Leo DiCaprio movie uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, for that's right. Yeah. Uh, also starring in it is Linda Cardinelli, who uh, is most famously known as Velma from Scooby Doo, the the new Scooby Doo movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she was also in Grandma's Boy. Uh, Sissy Spacek, the OG Carrie from the Carrie movie back yeah. in the day, is in it. And one of my personal favorites, Ben Mendelsohn, who recently played Doctor Krennic in uh, Rogue One, the Star Wars story. Yeah, he's oh. he's good. He, I always find him a. Pretty underrated a lot of times. Same. So do I. But um, if you're a fan of any of these actors, um, you may enjoy this show. Uh, apparently, it was made by the same creators of the show Damages, which I never saw. Oh, that, but... I've seen that show, and that was actually really good. Yeah. I same know, yeah. same guys created the show, but I guess they didn't have as good a luck with this one as they did with Damages. Well, um, I think Netflix kind of went on like a, kind of a cancel fest lately. Which I think is a yeah. good thing, because if you look at all the originals they have, there's a lot. <laughs> if you go through like, their list, there's a and, and a lot of them look like they should have just been tossed a while ago. That's true. So if they're really just trying to say, okay, this is great, but it's not doing what we want, let's cancel more shows to get better shows in. You know, yeah. That's not necessarily... I think they, they just really wanted to saturate themselves with a lot of original programming, and then sort of weed them out and say, right. which ones are strong horses, we're going to keep them, everyone yeah. else, you're, mm. just, you're just done. Um, but at least they get to let them finish the seasons. That's yeah. true. There's so many yeah. shows that get canceled and you never find out. Like, man, yeah. just wish I knew what happened to the characters. Because you get so committed and so attached to them because... what yeah, true. You, you're not always two or three seasons. Sometimes you go like four or five and it just stops. It's, it's just like, time, damn. Yeah. Big cliffhanger. So, I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah that's pretty cool. Um, what about you, Nabil? Uh, <laughs> what are you watching? <laughs> I've been watching a few things, too. Uh, I, watched, I just recently watched on HBO... Uh, that uh, Lonely Island uh, movie, uh, Tour de Pharmacy. Oh, nice. Uh, I want to see it. It's, it's a mockumentary about uh, basically doping in professional cycling. <laughs> <laughs> they released it already? They did. They released it last oh, Sunday. Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it doesn't disappoint. If, you, if you've watched, uh, I think, is it, uh, I want to say, Balls of Fury? No. Well, Balls of Fury is the a tennis movie. One. You're talking about their tennis one, right? Yeah, the tennis one. Stars. Seven Days in Hell. Seven Days yeah. in Hell. I'm sorry. Yeah. There we go. Because the match goes on forever. Yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's what it was. You're right. Yeah. Andy Samberg and uh, the guy who plays uh, Jon Snow. Kid Harrington. Kid yeah. Harrington, yeah. Harrington. yeah. That's right. So in this one, it has uh, Andy Samberg again in it. Orlando Bloom's in it as well. Um, you also have John Cena, Mike Tyson, and uh, <laughs> oddly enough, uh, you have Lance Armstrong in it as well. <laughs> And it's it's pretty funny what they do. I mean, it's it's it really is just about doping and cycling, and about one event that happens in uh, 1982, one big race in France for the Tour de France, and uh, just a bunch of crazy antics and how essentially somehow everybody ended up 
not having to be drug tested. And so a lot of crazy stuff happens. Oh, man. I'm excited for that one. So really are, are we at the point, though, where like Lance Armstrong, we're like totally okay with him now? Oh, no. I, don't, I felt uncomfortable every time he was on screen. Saying, really? why is he making fun of himself? Like, this is wrong. Well, yeah. I mean, and at he's that point, trying to be funny. He's really trying to be funny. But it was only like two years ago or something like that. It wasn't even. It was more than that. At that point, like, what can you do? It's already out in the open. I mean, and that's how everybody oh, only ever will remember you. I guess. Yeah, I you might as so. well just poke fun no of yourself. For what you got? Yes. I'm sure he got paid for it. So. Oh yeah. I know he doesn't have probably the best public image, so maybe he's like, oh, can't he's, hurt it at all. I would Do say it. if yeah. you're gonna have the worst image, it's gonna be him right now. Honestly, if it were and me, I would have done. I would have done the same thing. Like, like James was saying, it's like you can't get any worse. So I might as well just go That's with true. it. He does. He does poke a lot of fun at himself about it the whole time, and they they like to riff the whole thing on him about. Just him trying to be anonymous on it, and uh, if you have seen any of the trailers, you could tell that yeah, they're really just, <laughs> just playing on it. So, but it's 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 really uh, really funny. It's worth watching, especially if you like uh, Lonely Island or anything Andy Samberg does. It's worth a watch. Um, besides that, I've been catching up on a, a Fargo, the TV show that's on FX. Nice. I've just started watching Ooh. it, so it's been three seasons. Um, I've just start, finished the first season actually, and that has Martin Freeman and um, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, and uh, I will tell you mm-hmm. something that I didn't know was true until I, I rewatched the movie Fargo um, and watched some behind the scenes stuff about it. But apparently, um, so this is spoiler alert if you don't want anything to to be ruined for the Fargo series for whatever reason. Yeah, skip ahead about two or three minutes. Yeah, so the 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 notice that they put in each episode of Fargo and in the beginning of the movie is that it's a true story, but it actually isn't a true story. It's it's fake, and they intentionally did that. They said that. They wanted to see if people would be more vested into the movie if they just wow. said it's a true story. And there was nothing against them not putting it in there or, or putting it in there or getting in trouble for it. So they just did it and went with it. But everything that happens in the movie is fake. And they said that there's a lot of small plot things that they remember from their neighborhood. They've heard about. So they're like, they kind of just, it's an amalgamation of everything put together. But really, it's no real specific event. And so that's what they're doing on this show as well. So what is it? Is it based on like, Rumors? Some stuff they heard in the news about, like, if you've seen Fargo, there's a scene of somebody getting killed in a wood chipper. Um, And so that happened, but it didn't happen relevant to the whole story. You know, that somebody did... So it's inspired by truth. Right, at the best. That actually makes sense. Yeah. So that's what they're kind of doing with the Fargo series, so... It's a running um, gag throughout the show. Right, and they do a lot of nods, especially at least the first season. They do a lot of nods to the movie. I'm not sure how that continues on with the other uh, seasons, but it, it's it's still very kind of a dark comedy. Yeah, nice. Um, and it's, it's a, characters are really well developed. You don't yeah. really know where everybody's uh, um, what everybody's motivation is um, or where things are going to go because every time I thought something was going to happen, it ended up being something completely different. So, oh, like um, yeah, so it actually... Uh, so it kind of keeps you on your toes as you keep going along. And it's even though it's set in North North Dakota, um, in Minnesota, it's still not really... Um, uh, it's still independent from the movie. So you don't have to watch this movie, even though it's good to watch it, um, to really be into the, to the show. Nice. Yeah. I've seen some of the trailers, and they're very... The trailers are very interesting, and they make me want to watch it, but I just haven't really put it on my list. Yeah, they, they yeah. do a different season. It's, it's kind of like what they do with a American Horror Story um, and that... that uh, like an anthology kind of? Yeah, so it's always going to be um, a different story every time, so we'll do different characters oh. each time they okay. do it. Yeah. Okay, awesome. 
so that's what we've all been watching here. And like we mentioned earlier uh, in this episode, um, we're going to have a uh, weekly or bi-weekly topic that we discuss that has to do with uh, media or entertainment. And this episode's topic is what's your most hyped film of 2017 and which movie do you think is being hyped up but will flop? And I think we'll start with uh, Nabil on this one. Which movie do you think is your most hyped of 2017? We'll, we'll start with the most hyped film first. Okay. So my most hyped film right now is Blade Runner 2049. So it's a sequel to the original Blade Runner uh, that was done by the 80s, uh, directed by Ridley Scott, starring Harrison Ford. Um, this new one is being, um, it's not being directed by Ridley Scott, it's being produced. But uh, Ryan Gosling is a star. Um, Harrison Ford is also co-starring there. And this film is actually coming out in October. Um, this is essentially takes place 30 years after the original film. And um, there are some secrets that are being, uh, that the Ryan Gosling's character kind of uncovers and has to kind of backtrack um, from wherever the secret is the or- to find the origin of it and ends up enlisting Harrison Ford's help. And why do you, why do you think, uh, why are you hyped up on this one? Well, I'm a really big fan of the Blade Runner movie. Um, it was, it's a, one of my favorite films of all time. Um, you don't, in my opinion, you don't see a lot of the film noir style, sci-fi, you know, futuristic films. That uh, There's been so many remakes going on that don't really hold true to the spirit of those original movies or they've been rebooted or something like that. Yeah. Um, and this one, just, I mean, it's still based off the trailer, but um, from what I can see and the, how they're setting the tone of the film, it seems to be very close, if not the same, to what the original was, um, yeah. just on a bigger scale, it looks like. Um, and, and it's obviously been more up-to-date with the graphics and everything, and at the time, the graphics were amazing. So just putting that into what's going on now, I think that the movie's really going to kind of hold true to what the original was and truly be a sequel instead of just, you know, some kind of extension or some reimagining of it. I, th- I think the trailer, at least from what I've seen, captured that same feeling from the first film. It does a perfect blend of mixing in the, the way... Um, the cinematography moved in the first movie and onto this one as right. well as adding some new flair to it and i felt like it did a good job at connecting both films yeah like you said visually wise it looks really good too and i, I don't know i'm i know people are getting tired of reboots and like sequels to movies that came out 30 years ago and stuff like that but from what you know teaser wise trailer wise that we've seen on this one i'd say that it looks really solid man and yeah. ryan gosling i think is a really good actor and i'm almost surprised that he decided to do this film or was cast in this film because a lot of time he kind of sticks to smaller projects lately. Nothing yeah. really huge, but I don't know. I'm looking forward to him and Harrison Ford teaming up or something. Agreed. Um, James, what's uh, your most hyped film of 2017? Well, my most hyped film is well, it's, I think it's super obvious. <laughs> like I don't think there's ever a doubt like who I was going to choose. I, I think Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi is my most hyped film. Yeah, if you've been living under a rock for like the last twenty years, I guess Star Wars is about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not even gonna explain it. Star Wars, uh, I think it's gonna be great. It's the, it's the next chapter in the new trilogy, yep. and it, it looks very promising. Yeah. Um, Waiting for that trailer to drop. Yeah, the, the, the new one. The yeah, teaser, the teaser got, trailers look great. We got one good. teaser trailer looked really good. Um, I think Ryan Johnson. I, that's the only thing I'd probably iffy on. It's because Ryan Johnson only has ever done like. A couple episodes of Breaking Bad and Looper was his last film he made. Yeah, yeah. but so but I liked Looper though. I liked Looper. Don't get me wrong. And yeah. um, 
I think J.J. Abrams did really well with um, The Force Awakens, Episode 7. So it's a pretty big shoes to fill, but it's something that I'm looking forward to. I hope it's, like I said, I hope it's really good. I, it's probably going to make a ton of money. Oh, absolutely. Sure. It's yeah. going to break records, obviously. Yeah, but we've been waiting two years for this one, too. And, it, you know, it's awesome that Disney's handling this pretty well. At least this movie pretty well. Can't quote any health solo yeah. films. But, uh, <laughs> Last Jedi looking pretty solid right now. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Um... Okay, so my most hyped film of 2017 is uh, DC's Justice League. I'm actually pretty excited for this movie. Um, It's finally going to bring all the major DC characters, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, The Flash, all together in a team-up movie a la The Avengers style, of course, with uh, DC characters. But um, if you haven't seen the... Wonder Woman movie, I highly recommend it. Um, it's yeah. the, the latest movie in the DC uh, cinematic universe that's t- tying in, well, loosely tying into the Justice League, but it's the one before Justice League. Um, but I think that this movie, it looks promising in the trailers, and I think that DC's finally found its niche with Wonder Woman, and the fact that these two movies were filmed pretty close together, I feel like they're going to be using the same formula or close to the same formula as they did with Wonder Woman. It, it, at this point, it'd be stupid for them not to. Um, in addition to that, adding Joss Whedon to the project as well, too, and having him take over for yeah. Zack Snyder toward the end, I, I don't doubt that he's been in the background and sort of been like the movie whisperer uh, to right Zack Snyder time, yeah. and giving him pointers on how to bring both... Uh, you know, some darkness and some lightness into the film and give it sort of like an Avengers flair to it. I think chemistry is key here um, with, the, with the movie um, versus how they did with Batman versus Superman. Um, you know, the, the chemistry there between Clark and Bruce was, uh, obviously it's supposed to be rivals, but it, yeah. was, it was It sucks he's dead, though. Yeah, he's definitely dead. Yeah, he's yeah, totally he's dead. dead. He's not coming, totally back. Not coming back. Yeah, Superman's gone, yeah. so, you know. But spoilers, like, by the way. They <laughs> They do the transitions. <laughs> if you didn't know, shit. Yeah, I'm warning anybody here. If you didn't see the trailer for Justice League, it's a really good trailer. I mean, it, it sets it up really well. Wouldn't we say though that every DC movie has had really they good trailers? Have. They've this, all this is very true. true. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's what I'm kind of concerned about is that the trailer is almost too good because it seems really happy and like, oh, fresh take. We're gonna get everything going and we're funny. Look, we can laugh. So. Hopefully that actually does translate into the movie, especially with Joss Whedon, yeah. it, because he's been able to do that with the, the Marvel movie, so there's no reason why he wouldn't be able to, to help punch that back up for uh, DC. And jumping off, because I know, Marco, you're referencing that the tone of Wonder Woman is a lot not as dark as the previous films, uh, Man of right. Steel, yeah. Batman vs. Superman, and Suicide Squad. So it would, I, I could probably see them still fall in the same kind of... Wonder Woman path, especially Wonder Woman has been super, super successful. Yeah. So that's a good look on it, but I, I hope that they stick to something. They just gotta when they find what it is they need, they need to hold on to that. Yeah. And Wonder Woman is a great example, but it is also a, the film is different from the other three. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You can you can see it's 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 different. Um, I mean, visually, it connects the films, but um, I'm hoping that DC this time didn't tinker too much with their directors, which is which I feel is is one of their biggest mistakes. 
Um, Haven't they given Zack Snyder like four tries? Though? I think they've given him a lot of leeway. <laughs> that, I mean, that's very true. But for them to to show the Raider R version to their high execs and get a standing ovation behind the scenes, and then release a PG thirteen version of that film, that's still sort of tinkering with the director's work as well. Too not re- not true. releasing. That's true. They did the allow version. him to release his version of Sucker Punch, though, and yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. It's kind of a miracle they were like, hey. They throw in the keys to the DC stuff after that. Yeah. Here you go, buddy. Take it now. And they're like, what? I mean, I'm not without my reservations. I'm still like, I'm crossing my fingers. And yeah, I'm lightly holding my breath as well, too. But no, I, think, I think after yeah. I think after watching um, Wonder Woman, um, Confidence I, is I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very confident that they got it right this time and that they'll show that they can make an epic superhero movie that can challenge Marvel. Yeah. So I guess the other question was uh, which ones were least hyped about, right? Potentially. Least hi- I would say kind of like least hyped or something that is super hyped up that you think is not going to do well. Or maybe a movie just really down the rest of the year that just you feel like it's going to either tank or look yeah. terrible. Something like like if you've, you've yeah. seen the trailers and, and you're getting tired times. of them or you're like, this looks fucking terrible. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm hyped about a movie, but I don't know if it's going to get, you know, the attention I feel like it probably deserved, which is, um, it's a movie with, uh, Aubrey Plaza called Ingrid Goes, w- Ingrid Goes West. This is actually coming out next month, so if oh. you haven't heard about it yet. <laughs> I haven't even heard of this yeah, movie. I think that's part of the yeah, problem. Yeah, I just had that when Nabil brought this up, I literally was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know about that one, buddy. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I saw the trailer for it, and it actually looks really good. It, so, it's about, Aubrey Plaza's a girl named Ingrid, and she's a little crazy. Um, she's got some stalker tendencies. And kind of is a bit obsessive. I know, um, I know all about that. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a many people in our lives. I'm sure we can relate to that. Um, she's basically gotten obsessed with some Instagram famous girl. Um, so she moves from whatever state she's in out west to L.A. Um, to try to get involved in this person's life. And basically tear it down. And um, that's because she's crazy. <laughs> so she tries to become her best friend um, and do whatever she can to be a part of it only to, you know, to, to tear it all down and um it looks really interesting because even if you look at the trailer it looks funny it also looks super creepy and scary and it looks like kind of a, like a thriller mm-hmm. but um do you think they show all the funny parts of the trailer though no i don't think they show all the funny parts but i think that they it's a trailer when you watch the trailer it starts out really funny and then all of a sudden just gets really dark it just changes its tone and then it gets kind of creepy so you chose an indie film. Yes, it is an indie film. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. you think is just gonna flop? I think it. I think it will. Flop. Well, okay. shit. What's but... even? What's even the budget on it? It's probably super low to begin with, man. Yeah, yeah. and so I, I don't think it's like a big blockbuster film. Yeah. But I think though, for the type of film it is, that um, you don't think it's a star well, power. Right? I think it should do better than probably would have. So J- James, uh, what film do you think is being hyped that will eventually flop this year? I don't. Oh shit! Mine's Justice League. So fuck. Well, <laughs> so check this out, fuckers. Um, I don't know. I don't think. I think. Well, technically, as you, there's a couple of facts here to go over. This is why I think Zack Snyder filmed this while they were filming Wonder Woman. I've heard a lot of the times that he wasn't aware of what they were doing when they were doing the other Wonder Woman stuff. Um, I think it's gonna still have slightly the same tone as batman vs superman in a way they you can tell by the trailers too that they have lighted up a lot which is good but i don't know if that's them meddling again to change the story man so every time they seem to do something like that it just messes things up like suicide squad 
Like, I heard the first cut of Suicide Squad is way longer. It's supposed to be super dark. And then they went back to do a ton of reshoots. And that's why a lot of times, that movie's got plot holes everywhere. There may be some creative editing. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I don't think that it'll flop, but I don't think it'll be. Like, I don't think it's gonna. Be, I, don't, I don't think it's gonna be like extra. I don't think it's gonna get the same reception as Wonder Woman's got. Yeah, I think it's. This is my prediction on this one. I think critically wise, it's gonna do just as bad as Batman vs Superman, Rotten Tomato wise. Right. And I think um, it's not gonna do as well as Wonder Woman. I think it'll make a lot of money still. Don't get me wrong. I think it'll uh, make it, it, as much money, if not more, as Batman. Superman. Yeah, just because everyone's together. I think yeah. the, what it's going to do is, after this film, though, is that the Aquaman film is going to be the next one that will be good. James Wan's Aquaman. I think that will be the film, because this was made after already uh, Justice League was filmed, and Wonder Success Woman. of Wonder Woman is going on. It's still yeah. being filmed right now. So right. the thing is, I think that's where, from there, The Flash, Cyborg, whatever, Justice League 2, you're gonna change it is up. where you're going to yeah. start seeing it get better and better, especially Matt Reeves' Batman movie, I think will be good. But this one, just because of the uh, Zack Snyder, he had to leave. You know, some stuff went down. Right. It's not. It's you know, it's all personal stuff. So Joss Whedon's not bad either, and I think he can salvage some things from it. But a lot of this film is it's already done. This is already. This is Zack Snyder's film, so man, this is not. Joss yeah, Whedon. he's just in charge of the post production. Yeah. But I think it'll end kind of middle of the road, kind of like Man of Steel ended. Kind of like it's not great, but it's not bad. It's just sort of like right there in the middle of the road. My other. Thing that I think is going to happen. I think this is going to be Zack Snyder's last DC film too. Period. I, I, think, I think so too. So. I think yeah. I think they're done with Zack Snyder after this. No offense, to Zack Snyder. I, I even went to a uh, panel with him for Watchmen and stuff like that. And that dude's super passionate about what he does. But I think they're probably going to go with other directors going forward. So Which I don't want it to fail. But I don't think yeah. it's necessarily a bad thing if they do that. Though. No, he yeah, has a yeah, style to the, the only the only thing I think that they do have going for them is the fact that they have a larger ensemble of characters and they have. You know, funny characters like uh, the Flash, and they've lined up Aquaman as well too. So I think that'll help, but we'll see. Yeah, see how it goes. Um, so the movie that I think is—it's not necessarily being hyped, but I think will definitely flop—is actually uh, a remake, a reboot, if you will. Flatliners. Oh yeah, uh, it's oh. Kiefer Sutherland. Was <laughs> yeah, the one I, I almost guarantee so, it's a remake of an old <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland movie from the early nineties. Um, that was a that was a very hype film back then too. I remember yeah. that. There was a lot of buzz about that. Movie. But it was successful back yeah, then as well too. Um, I haven't seen the original movie in years. I want to say like well over ten years. I'm old. I know, but um, I it, it follows a, a group of. I wanna, I don't know if they're med students or something, or college students, and they're they're doing these experiments where they where they play with death and they they basically die and come back to life. They're cheating it. They get like a different outlook of something. It gives them a high. They become like addicted to it, so it becomes like their drug. But is it like they unlock a potential in their brain that they would have never had until you die or something? Yeah, they have. Yeah, some sort of like enlightenment or something like that happens in the original movie. Um, but it becomes be, becomes dangerously addicting because just like any drug, you want a, a bigger and bigger high. So they keep pushing the limits as far as how much longer they stay "quote unquote" flatlined. <laughs> um, the new movie made it seem like they unlocked something supernatural as well too, yeah. which I don't I remember being in the original. Like that. Yeah. yeah, and I think that that's totally just gonna ruin the fucking movie because. Nah, man. The, Ellen Page can hold a movie, bro. Oh uh, yeah, she can, but I don't know about her. Yeah, rest of her supporting I'm not, I think <laughs> Ellen Page is gonna be great in it, but uh, I don't know about I was, everyone else. I was, <laughs> I was joking. 
But, uh, well, I mean, <laughs> hey. She's a great actress. Oh, yes. Yeah, pseudo, five years ago. Pseudo crush on her, so I'm going to say yes. Yeah, Guess what, though? She own. would not have a crush back on you, though. <clears throat> yeah. Damn, Damn but, we're taking it too far. I'm sorry, guys. Geez, I think this well, movie looks terrible, too. The trailer pretty much gives you the whole movie, by the way. If you do oh, it, yeah. it's another one. Yeah, yeah. If, you don't, you. if you don't want to watch the movie but want to see what we're talking about, just YouTube the fucking trailer. You'll see the entire movie right then and there, and you won't have to pay a single dime. They just they give you the full synopsis, yeah. and you know what? We're just gonna tell you most of the ending too while we're at it. Yeah, they, it wasn't like during one of our pre like pods, we talked about how trailers ruin too many things, and this is definitely one of those ones that could have stopped about thirty seconds before it ends to be like, all right, guys, I, I'm seeing the end right now. Yeah, I swear to God, I think I saw credits at the end. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this? A special thanks to yeah, <laughs> shout out fucking. Fucking soundtrack listing. I was like, what? <laughs> what is this? Oh, well, man. yeah, no, I uh, I agree. That movie looks terrible. There's a lot of media <laughs> attention, though. There's been a lot of advertising. I've seen trailers all over the place. I have not seen yeah. too much. I, I've seen, I've mainly seen the trailers, but I'm just... I'm, By the way, guys, I, just, I shake my head every time I see it. Don't fucking, don't fucking kill yourself, guys, like this. Yeah, I don't guys, want some kid don't... thinking, like, this is what I'm going to do, man. I can see my parents again. Yeah, please, we're not advocating that you flatline <laughs> yourself. It's just, don't. It sounds good. Okay. <laughs> All serious aside, that uh, those that that was our topic for the week. There, um, jumping into some quick news before we do our review of Spider-Man: Homecoming. Um, just this last week, it was announced that Daniel Craig is supposedly—it's pretty—I think it's almost set in stone—returning for the 25th James Bond movie. Oh shit! I'm excited. That's gonna be good. Can't Me wait. too. I am too, actually. So the big thing here is that two or three years ago, at the end of um, Spectre, Daniel Craig was uh, not the happiest camper. He, um, quote, said he was going to slit, he'd rather slit his wrists than, <laughs> than play, play James Bond again. Movie. And then I wow. guess, from the sound of it, they, uh, money makes the world turn, I guess. Yeah. Makes the world go around, right? So, like, <laughs> he, he's, like, they offered him a pretty big check from what I'm hearing here. Um... Do you guys like Daniel Craig as James Bond? Yeah, I mean, I thought he was a great Bond from Casino Royale. From the get-go, it set a good tone for who their Bond was going to be, and didn't just it wasn't just like an insert. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I liked him from the start. Um, I really enjoyed Casino Royale. Um, I, I know, was... Marco, ahead of time, you did not see Spectre. No. But I you're not missing out. So. I, yeah, that's what I keep hearing, which yeah. is why I've been putting it off, like, to see it. Every time I think I'm about to just, like, put it on and watch it. It's free right now, I think, on, like, Amazon or something. I think it is, actually, yeah. And I'm like, do I really want to really watch it? Because Sky, Skyfall was great, but... Um, Skyfall is probably one of the best Bond films oh, ever. Oh, absolutely. But uh, go, going in order, I, I loved Casino Royale. Quantum Solos was meh, and then Skyfall comes out, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. That, that was a, such a great comeback for the series, and um, it made me love Daniel Craig as a character even more. Yeah, um, I'm a really big James Bond fan. I've watched all of the films, 24 plus the two unofficial ones. Um, Nabil took a ride with me once on that trip. We still <laughs> need to go back. On that yeah, trip. we're still, we're, technically we're going back to watch them one day. We made it to Roger Moore, so shit, man. Close, right? There you go. One day he'll see Timothy Dalton and be like, okay, oh, 80s shit. was fucking weird. Um, hey, I like these movies, man. No, they're not bad. Um, no, I like Daniel Craig a lot. He's uh, more of a brawler. Kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Sean Connery's kind of character. A little more rough around the edges, not perfect. Yeah. Um, I'll say he's lacking probably in like the fitness of everything and like suaviness. 
He's not as smooth as everyone. Yeah, he's not. He's the Skyfall made him look really cool. Yeah. To all the I will say. Yeah. I will say Skyfall. Sky, well, I'll say Skyfall Inspector in a way. Get him more closer to a classic James Bond. Like he has more gadgets and stuff like that. Oh well, yeah. But my question leading off of this though is, so Spectre wasn't as well received. Do you think this next film they might go back to something closer to Skyfall a little bit? Maybe still coming back for more. I like. I would like. You know, the gadgets get corny once in a while, but man, I like that shit, dude. So like, yeah. it'd be cool to see that come back. I'd like to see gadgets, but I honestly, I want this to be his last film. If I if I could be honest about it, I think. That they build a good baseline with all the stories and everything's connected pretty well compared to how some of the other films were connecting. Um, and I mean, it was the same director for Skyfall and Spectre. So, really? yeah, so if if Sam Mendes couldn't get the film that he wanted out of Spectre and also just made Skyfall, then I'm not thinking, I mean, I'm not saying they couldn't make an absolutely, you know, magnificent movie with this one, but I think that the best thing to do is just to end what his one here more than likely that would be the case he's he's gonna turn 50 next year yeah he's getting so up there. Wow. which no first off don't <clears throat> don't panic too much because uh roger moore went beyond 50 oh, he started really old he anyways. started old too and he went almost i want to say almost close to his late 60s early 70s no. i didn't know that yes in a view to a kill i want to say shit gets weird man <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> he looks so goddamn old in one of them i was like dude this has got to be it right <laughs> they did seven more. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, so the yeah, I I agree. This is probably gonna be his last one. It'd be nice to see it kind of hurrah off until we get whoever else fills yeah, in the shoes. They're gonna have to find a, a good balance between a, a good story that you know that carries the movie as well as throwing in the gadgets and making it feel like a James Bond movie. And I um, think otherwise it's just gonna. Flop. And I think that really goes with like having a really good bad guy. Yeah, because yeah. Skyfall had Javier Bardem as a good bat. He was a good. He was villain. great. I think that's yeah. why it was so well, cool, like well liked, and it was like this is this guy's crazy. Yeah, a little homoerotic, but you know, it's what made uh, Casino Royale uh, famous as well too. Is the fact that they had an intriguing bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree, and that's why Quantum Solace didn't do well. Because yeah. do you remember who the fucking bad guy was? Because I, sure I remember the, I remember they were in the desert yeah. running at the end. Yeah, <laughs> I. I that's basically why all of Pierce Brosnan movies sucked outside of Goldeneye. Goldeneye's the only yeah. one. Maybe one of those one. bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> other than Trevelyan. Yeah. <laughs> You're exactly. Okay, wow. uh, second little quick news thing here before we jump in the review. Um, this is a kind of a fun one because, as you guys know, Disney's doing a lot of uh, live-action versions of their classic cartoons. So we've got, like, Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, Jungle Book probably missing another one but uh aladdin is one of their next ones coming out uh director guy Ritchie is uh directing that who just released well two bombs i guess technically <laughs> king, king arthur, arthur and legend of the sword yeah. and a man from uncle but he's also very successful with the sherlock home films uh featuring robert downey jr so the the news though is that the aladdin film is having trouble casting its leads Mm. So the issue here is that they are looking for someone either Middle Eastern and or Indian. Relax, Nabil. <laughs> and guys, Nabil took his shirt off, so like, he's trying to show uh, us. He's I'm like, right here, I can guys. be it. I right can be it. <laughs> so they're looking for someone that's in 20-something that can sing and act. And they would prefer someone who's Middle Eastern or Indian because there's been a lot of controversy a lot of times where uh, – Certain ethnic characters, I want to say, are being 
quote unquote whitewashed, yeah. and white yeah. actors are playing roles that are for ethics. Anybody see Avatar: The Last Airbender? <laughs> oh wow! I don't know what you're talking about, bro. So they originally here had uh, Dev Patel, who was famous for Slumdog Millionaire, was kind of a front runner. So was uh, Riz Ahmed, who was in the HBO show The Night of, and also recently was in Rogue One. Yeah. Um, not anymore though. So the thing is that they want to probably go with an unknown actor um, because they're kind of quoting that. Daisy Ridley for Star Wars was unknown, and now she's, you know, that worked out really well. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, they've gone through about 2,000 actors. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, as like an open, not an open mic, but a, like a casting call, and you just cannot find a person. Maybe they want to call those two guys back and see if they want to reconsider. <laughs> so the thing is, too, uh, just one last thing before we get our opinions on it, is that they did a, this is going off of E! Online, had a little article on it. They said a study in the top 100 films of 2014, uh, only 5.3% of characters are portrayed by Asian actors. So a smaller percentage of that is even of Indian descent. So it's a super, super low one. So um, what do you guys think the real issue is? Is that it? Is just not enough actors? Or they just don't, can't find the tone or the right guy? Well, I mean, if you really think about it, if they're looking, if they've got a picture in mind of what they want the character, because this isn't like a new character. This is the they're just making a real life live action film of an animated film, so they already know what they want the guy to look like, yeah. how to act, how to do everything. So this makes it even harder because the person's already typecast. Yep. So they're looking for somebody, and they don't really have a big pull to play with to begin with. So now they're they've even limited themselves even more. Do you think it's exactly. smart that they're going for an unknown? I, I think it could it could go well. They need to have a name in there. They they still have to have a name either way because the name of the movie isn't going to do uh, enough. Right. Even even though Daisy Ridley wasn't unknown for the Star Wars film, she was still backed up by so many other oh, stars yeah. that were yeah. well known. Harrison Ford. Yeah, exactly. Everyone. So they're they're like Nabil was saying they're going to have to do that and find some well known character to carry the weight of the movie. But um, ultimately, that five percent of uh, that was actors, Asian too, so Asian? even a smaller amount so, for Indian mm-hmm. uh, actors of, of uh, Indian descent. So yeah, looking for a typecast with that small of a pool, I mean, it's gonna make things difficult. And it, I mean, <laughs> that's why you should just go for me. I don't even have to audition. Right, I'll just hey, walk hey, here the bill hey, is guys, ready. I'm here. I'm Aladdin. He just renewed <laughs> his gym membership. He's ready to go. Okay. He's like, I sell you a used car, not bad deal. He's like, I can steal bread on the street anytime. <laughs> Call me street rat. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get uh, into it too deep, but it just shows like how like we're still reaching to add more diversity in, in Hollywood, or at least what is considered Hollywood these days. I will tell you, you know who's the perfect uh, Aladdin if we weren't worried about race? Tom Holland. The guy can, he was on stage, oh, he could sit. Wow. <laughs> Well, you already oh, know how uh, Nabil's going to think about Spider-Man here. So, oh, Nabil. So, you know what? Lead, let's, let's, let's lead into it. Uh, that's our uh, thoughts on Daniel Craig and Aladdin. Uh, but here is our review of Spider-Man Homecoming. So, just a quick little plot point. Once again, if you've uh, not seen any of the trailers. Or if you've been living under a rock. Yeah. Uh, they did spend $150 million on this advertising, so I'd be very surprised if you missed any <laughs> of this. Holy shit. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, according to IMDb, 
Peter Parker, with the help of his mentor, Tony Stark, tries to balance his life as an ordinary high school student in New York City while fighting crime as his superhero alter ego, Spider-Man, when a new threat emerges. Now, just, just listening off of that intro right there, do you notice what's missing? It's not mentioned at all. There's no mention of his uncle dying. Oh, Jesus. Oh, wow. No, that's, that, that's <laughs> wow. a good thing. Yeah, you go get, there. That already sets the tone of saying that this isn't like the other Spider-Man. Well, this, they kind of brought that up already in Civil War, though, right? Very, yeah, exactly. very, very true. And true, though, so, so many articles uh, were released saying that they were going to skip the origin story and already establish a Spider-Man in, the, in this universe, um, which, again, is a smart idea. I mean, after rebooting the character twice, you don't... You wouldn't want, have. Yeah, right? you don't want to go and... Follow the same steps all over. I don't know. Batman versus Superman brought in a lot of the. Hey, all right, that's a different discussion. But there was a reason why they yep. showed that there. Yep. Okay. So what did what did you think then, Nabil? Let's start with you, since you seem to have a lot of opinion on this. <laughs> oh, I thought the film was great. I think uh, I'm a big fan of the comics. I've read, um, especially the new uh, Spider-Man series uh, for 2016 and 17. Um, I've read pretty much all those comics, and it holds very true to both. Uh, who who he was in the, as a teenager in the comics, and also just you know as a '90s kid, the animated series that they had. It's all you know very true to that spirit. It isn't too serious, too brooding. It's he's a teenager with teenage issues, uh, but he also has superpowers. Uh, Marco, what, uh, did you like just like it? Dude, I, I loved it. To be honest, I think it's one of the best Spider-Mans uh, since Sam Raimi's Spider-Man Two, which starred Tobey Maguire. Um, and I know that's a bold statement, but like going off of what Bill was saying. You really got to really see that this is a kid, a teen. I mean, they establish, um, you know, his age in in the movie. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm gonna give that away in the spoilers. I don't know if it's a spoiler, so I'm not gonna say it. Yeah. Well, hold but on. but um, but he, this is a kid who's putting himself in imminent danger, and they do a excellent job, better than I think the other films at establishing that. You know, he's going through high school. He's going through a high school situations. And also doing a great way of modernizing it as well, too. Um, some people had issues with the way they modernized his character, but I think it speaks more to today's youth. I have two nieces, one that just graduated high school, one that's about to go into high school. And in talking to them, a lot of the issues and a lot of the, um, the high school scenes that are get brought up in the movie are very relatable to today's kids. But um, aside from that... Marco, um, I didn't see any of those kids doing drugs. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Drug, drugs aside. Um, but man, solid uh, solid Spider-Man, Peter Parker, a great villain as well too. They did a great... They did something that they hadn't done in a while in a Spider-Man movie, I think since part two, which is humanizing uh, and making the villain relatable as well too. I, yeah, jumping on that too, I'll, I, I agree with that because... I don't. Th- I think it's a weakness of a lot of Marvel films is that they have a lot of forgettable villains. Yeah, yeah. And they're villains that, like, man, I, it's hard to recall a lot of the good ones outside of Loki. Yep. And True. the only reason you like Loki was because you dealt with him so often in the other films before that, you know. And he just came up even more. Yeah. In the, Mostly the hair, but yeah. Well. <laughs> his his motive stemmed from something that was very personal as well yeah. too, which is something that they do with the the villain in this movie, which is Vulture. Um, that's not a spoiler. It's all no, no, yeah, the freaking yeah. film. But um, they, in the fact that his, like his motives weren't as big or as grand as some of the no. other Marvel villains, right. they really did a good job at uh, 
like toning that down to develop this character a lot. Yeah, more. I will definitely say that that's probably the strength of this movie too. Is that it's actually a smaller scale film compared to the other Marvel films that are always dealing with like either like the destruction of a planet or yeah. destruction of Earth or an organization getting destroyed and crushed within. The whole this galaxy one, again destroyed. Yeah, this one is uh, based on, you know, a very small, kind of a, just New York. They're really just New York. It's all yeah. New York, yeah. man. And it focuses on the Vulture and his... We'll go over it in spoilers, of course, but... Can, can I just say, it's Michael fucking Keaton, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that'd be... that Game over right there, man. Yeah, he's... I think Michael... Jumping into what I was going to talk about, too, is that I think Michael Keaton is the villain. It's really, really well it's done. It's a very strong villain. Yeah, Dude, there's a couple scenes that we'll discuss that he's just, even though he, it's more personal and you know where he's coming from, he's still super intimidating. Like, mm-hmm. oh, absolutely. There's a couple really tense scenes with him, and his, physically his, his features too are pretty creepy. Yeah. And I don't ever think I would think about that, about the vulture. Because every time you've seen the vulture comic <laughs> version, he looks Old like a leathery look. man. Yeah, he's he like he's just doing anything. He's got the damn feathers around his neck mm-hmm. and shit that look <laughs> stupid. It's like wearing green leotard. Yeah. Which they still kind of play on. He has like green eyes and a green shirt underneath. And yeah. then he has the bomber jacket that has the feathers, right? So yeah. technically, it's an ode to it, but a modernized version. He's uh, a scavenger, city scat, like as well, too. So, which yeah. is what Walters do. So Walters I thought do. that was a really good way to present they the connect i i think overall my opinion on the film though is i liked it i didn't think it was the best marvel film but i think it was definitely the best probably one of the best spider-man films like uh, i agree with marco i really do like spider-man 2 sam raimi one yeah because i that whole movie just works super well it does everything that spider-man 1 the original one the Tobey Maguire just amps it up basically and then brings it to crashes. yeah it crashes fucking terribly in spider-man 3 and you know truthfully i even liked amazing spider-man 1 yeah so i i think still between the three actors uh tom mcguire um tom holland and then the andrew garfield, andrew garfield i would say between the three i think andrew garfield is the best actor out of all three of them still i'd say tom holland is the best spider-man overall i think acting wise <laughs> andrew garfield yeah. is yeah by far the better actor obviously yeah. But I think when it when it comes to like Peter Parker and Spider Man putting him together, um, so do you, you yeah, think he's I, accurately represented as Peter Parker slash Spider Man? Yeah, I, I think so. I think so too. They they actually did. They based a lot of his character off the Ultimate Spider Man. Yeah, who's very who's he's a lot more awkward in, in that he has more which, awkward situations. Which I probably, in my opinion, like my view of it, I didn't like as much. Truthfully. I think he's relying too much on being that awkwardly goofy kid. But that's honestly how he's portrayed a lot. In okay, then I yeah. think I don't like because... Spider-Man. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's not... He's, in the other films, he was either super cool, but, you know, had his brooding side, or <clears throat> a super nerd, but then used his superhero costume to be the cool guy. Yeah. In this case, it's he's he's a nerd who's a kid, but is also over-ambitious as a superhero. They do a great way at painting him as an outcast. Yeah, in this. Like, even, even though he's in, no, it's true because even though he's in a school for gifted kids, right, which is not the X Men Academy, no, <laughs> but but it comes Very to show, close, though, right? Yeah, it comes to show that even in a situation, it doesn't matter like in which school setting or what school situation there is. There's always going to be cliques and there's always going to be a set of outsiders in it, even if it's a prestigious school. Yeah. That's true. No, <laughs> I think they do that well. There's certain aspects that I like from every movie. That's what I'm trying to say, I guess, really. I, I agree. I yeah. think it's still a really solid film overall, just without going to a spoiler section, but it 
Origins. Definitely a right step in the way for Spider-Man to be introduced into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to what he does in Avengers, because he's definitely in the next movie. Um, let's get into spoilers, though. So, basically, like you, you heard us all, yeah. we liked it a lot. If you want to come back, come back into the last two minutes of the pod. So, in case you haven't seen this movie, which a lot of people did. It made $115 million, $117 million over the weekend. <laughs> but if you haven't, stop playing this right now. We're giving you... Uh, just a couple more seconds here. Yeah. We're going to give you until Nabil puts his shirt back on. Actually, Nabil, put your pants on, <laughs> goddammit. Okay, so going to spoilers here. One thing I want to say real quick. So let me just jump right into it. So he fucked up if he stayed on. <laughs> so Michael Keaton is fucking Liz's dad, right? Liz, for everybody, if you've probably seen it, I'm assuming, because you're still listening, yeah. is Laura Harrier, that's the actress, who is... Kind of Peter's romance. He's the love interest. Which, by yeah. the way, she... before we even get to that, I wanted to say something. That romance is not believable at Why all. Is that? Him and Liz, not believable Why at is all. That? Uh, do they ever even talk a full like three sentences to each other? I see. Okay, <laughs> what I like about this quote unquote romance versus the other ones is it's not really a true romance, but it, like a high it's school. It's not crush. okay. Okay, it's, that it's makes a sense. High okay, crush, which is very true. Question. And it, and it, yeah, and it, it cause yeah. he calls her his girlfriend at one point. I was like, nah, I don't think so, buddy. But I think that goes into the high school mentality, though, like of him not understanding how a relationship. They were works. in academic decathlon together, so they obviously spent some time. Yeah, she's they a know, senior, yeah. he's a sophomore, right. he's just trying to, you know. Yeah, I get it. So I think it was mm-hmm. it was more meant to develop as a crush rather than the relationship because they did the relationship already in the first two incarnations of Spider Man, and for them to follow that again. Would just be repeating. I guess, themselves. but see, this immaturity but, is why he's not on the Avengers. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry, but now Liz, I gotta be the fuck. I gotta be the asshole. But, like, no, fuck him now. But Liz, uh, Liz actually, um, in in the comics, she's actually she uh, flashes. With, she hooks up with him and Ned, I th- or Ned hooks up with the other dude. That, no, ends yeah. up. Ends up. The, anybody who's Ned, in the comics ends up actually marrying. But I'm pretty yeah. sure that's not happening. No, so Ned, Ned, yeah. Going back to the topic, though, Michael Keaton is Liz's dad. Was that a pretty believable twist? I think so. Yeah, I think that's um, the the kind of for me it took it off guard up until they got to that point. I was like, oh, okay, I see what happened here. But um, I think that it's it's pretty believable. Why not? They don't show anything. Did you? On the parents here's right here's now. the a rewording of it. Then, did you guys know that that was gonna happen? No. I, uh, I, I, knew there was, I knew there, I knew there was a twist because uh, someone on this pod, some jerk on this pod, told me that there was a twist, um, and it's the person who didn't take their shirt off. So uh, I'm just kidding. It was me. Yeah. But um, even you know, even knowing that there was a twist, um, I didn't get it because I, I whispered to James jokingly when we were watching this movie, like what I thought the the twist was, and uh, he just gave me this look as if I, as if I was the dumbest person on earth. But. Um, uh, even with that knowledge, I think the twist was believable, and it would have been even more believable if I didn't know there was a twist. I just think it was. It was <laughs> Sorry, I ruined your fucking movie experience. <laughs> it does, you know what though? Wow. It does help wow. a lot with just the. Give you shit, it dude. helps a lot with the plot though, because after that, when they go into the car and she's going, you know, she goes ahead of him, and they're having to sit down. That right there kind of amps up the whole thing. He's like, oh, crap. You know, what's going to happen? What is he going to do? Michael Keaton actually said that scene alone is why he signed up for the movie. Right. Yeah, that scene alone is where he threatens Peter. It's why he signed up. Because he really liked the way that the tension was built. And yeah. He, mm-hmm. <clears throat> he pulls a fucking gun on him, bro. He's yeah. like, I'm going to kill you, kid. Yeah. I, I, that, the way that whole scene played out, like, once we find out that he's his dad, he answers the door when Peter's taking Liz up for a date or for homecoming. 
they it was really tense. I was like, wow, like this is gonna be just so fucking uncomfortable. And then when he threatens them and everything, like the just the uh, the tone in his voice. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Crazy. that's why I'm saying he, yeah. he's creepier outside of his mask and stuff, like yeah, out sure. of the vulture costume. Mm-hmm. He's actually at that point, I think in the film, he's actually, that's the scariest he actually is. Mm-hmm. And that's when you realize, like, damn, this guy's this guy's nuts. You mean well, not nuts, nuts, but I mean like this guy means like he will fucking kill him. Yeah, yeah straight up. Um, regardless, I, somebody said there was a twist. I didn't know what the twist was, but I figured it out as soon as they go to the party. Yeah. I knew like 40 minutes before it happened. I was like, ah, I know who it is. Because yeah. they never showed her dad, right? And then, yeah. And then when, obviously, they would have a fairly decent looking house, right? Because he's kind of well off now. Because of all the scavenging. And then when somebody threatened, he's like, your wife and daughter. I was like, oh, I know who it is. Yeah. Someone brought it up at one point. I was like, oh, he has a wife and daughter. What yeah, else has and, a wife and daughter? Yeah, and he, uh, yeah. The, the guy also says, you wouldn't want them to find out where you really get your money from. All yeah, you, all that so money that made from. sense. So, yeah. As soon as that happened, I was like, ah, shit. But uh, still, really, though, they do a pretty good job of not like blatantly being like, hey, that's my dad. It's like, oh, shit. They do it during the prom. It's like a nice sequence beforehand. Yeah. He's learning how to tie a tie. And then they jump into that, and it's like, oh, this is kind of nuts. But no, I, I liked it, though. It worked out. You know, one other thing I liked is the fact that... Uh, Iron Man, Tony Stark's character, wasn't so overbearing in the movie. Right, like, I yeah. thought that he was just going to be, like, a bigger presence throughout the movie. That's like, the trailer that they messed yeah. up on that, too. And I was just kind of, yeah, but even still, I was like, man, please please don't do that. And I'm glad that they just had just enough to make it interesting and make it work and not ruin the movie. So, so did you guys, I know you guys have looked up a lot of the Easter eggs, which we won't reveal to everyone if you want to look at them yourself. We're going to go over two of them, though. Did you guys like that whole uh, Miles Morales kind of a mention there? Yeah, I think that it was a good way to um, create more money off the character. Yeah, basically create more. <laughs> they're like, hey, if we can't keep Spider Man. We'll include somebody else later. You know, we'll have yeah, Miles just let Morales. everybody know Donald Glover's in the movie. So you know, aka Childish Gambino. Nope. He plays Aaron Davis, which is kind of a who's actually a bad guy himself. He ends thoughts. up becoming a bad guy. Yeah, yeah but uh, prowler, yeah. prowler, but he's. Aaron Davis, who is Miles Morales' uncle. Mm-hmm. And if anyone doesn't know, uh, Neville he's can a, He's a future Spider-Man uh, in the Ultimate Universe. So it's, uh, here's a spoiler for you if you don't know the comics. In the Ultimate Universe, eventually Peter Parker dies, uh, and Miles Morales ends up taking his place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Ultimate comics are supposed to be non-canon. They're supposed to be a different universe from the main one. Now, the current saga, everything's put together, the whole mess of things. But Miles Morales is a Spider-Man um in the overall marvel universe yeah i liked it too specifically because when they were gonna reboot the whole franchise they kind of played around with uh what if we do the miles morales spider-man and yep um like social media blew up saying no, no, no it has to be peter parker and it was just kind of a nod to say hey you know what if we you know we want to if we want to do it we would have done it if they're doing five movies right i think it's what they're doing for spider-man so they're gonna give him five they're actually movies. gonna do slightly more I guess technically, because I don't know if they count both Avenger films plus Civil War. Oh, that's not part of that. Those are three plus three <clears throat> Spider-Man films. That's so true. it's like six, I want to say. So they might be doing yeah. more. Well, that's a long period of time for Tom Holland to grow up. You know, because he's eighteen, right? Well, he's probably nineteen he's now. Twenty-one actually. Is he twenty-one? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. yeah. Yeah, and that boy is not growing uh, up any he's taller. Like a, five foot three, dog. So he's <laughs> so it's, he's gonna get older, <laughs> wow. and with these movies that go on, and so it would be a good segue to have him start mentoring, like especially if Tony start if you know uh, Robert Downey Jr. eventually leaves MCU. It's going to happen. Tom Holland's going to be the mentor, because Spider-Man is typically kind of that 
you know, kind of the other smart guy in the in the universe. Yeah. So it would make sense for him to have kind of an underling to take care of New York while somebody focuses on, you know, the kind of bigger universe. I think I think it's really plot way, like you said, maybe when Sony takes a character back or they have to make they lose Spider Man, at least they got a backup. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's possible too. Um, I don't know. We'll see where it goes because, like you said, Tony Stark is probably going to leave or Robert Downey Jr. because. Outside of these two Avenger films, we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's, he's getting old, too. I mean, he's pushing 50 right now, right? Yeah, but uh, if Daniel Craig can do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's James fucking Bond, though, bro. <laughs> I don't know. Robert Downey Jr. made this universe what it is. Very Without true. Him, it wouldn't be anywhere near. No, oh, yeah. absolutely. No, don't no, get me wrong. I'd want him to stay forever. Yeah, man. I love Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's great. I always picture, when someone says Tony Stark now, I picture his face. Yeah. He's like the perfect Tony Stark. It's like, you mean him? Um, other spoiler too, uh, Zendaya's character, who is named uh, Michelle, Michelle, but then she reveals near the end that her everyone calls her MJ. Mm-hmm. Once again, just more over bullshit hype. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought that was too. the most unnecessary, not telling us that she was the fucking not Mary Jane, but she's not so, Mary Jane. She's not Mary no, Jane. No, she's not. Supposedly, it was a nod to the character Mary Jane. There's a lot that's, of yeah, cat, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of Easter eggs regarding Mary Jane. I mean, the school's mascot is Tiger, and that's what she calls Peter Parker. Yeah, you know? I didn't even realize that. So yeah, so I mean, that's it, there's a lot of nuts to her, and they may introduce her eventually, but they Michelle M slash MJ is not really uh, going to be the Mary Jane Watson. I'm, yeah, I I think that was, uh, was I, I didn't like the way that they they uh, since Comic Con last year where they revealed everyone's first names, right? Like oh, that's Ned Flash Michelle. Or whatever, and everyone's like, "What?" Because yeah. they thought it was someone else, maybe, or something. And it's like, "Nope, that really just is her name." Yeah. But they made a big deal out of not telling anyone's last names and shit. And I was like, "Come right. on, guys!" I know that's just a hype the film, but no, I thought no, it was the trailer. We're all thinking like, "Is that gonna be the new Mary Jane?" Or is it Liz? No. But Liz is a senior, and then yeah. I know the movies are supposed to be like sophomore, junior, senior. Year. It's like every year. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to go. Michelle's character, if it's who I think it is. Um, She's a mix of two other women from both the Ultimate Universe and the regular comic universe. Yeah. Um, that's one is actually ends up becoming a bad guy. The other one becomes a, a part-time love interest. That's pretty smart. I can see for, that for her thing for a piercing. So they just kind of made it into one character, um, and she, I would assume, eventually maybe becomes a bad guy. But that's a super future spoiler alert if that ever happens. Thanks. But so. yeah. oh, well, we are. I think I know. I think I know. No, I'm thinking of someone else. Never mind. Because there. I, I, Every character in there that had a name is actually like based on a real character, yeah. in the comics. which is kind of cool. I yeah. think because everybody connects to an older comic or a movie somehow. So there's a lot of like odes and homages to a lot of previous work. Yeah, cool. I mean they had the shocker in there, which is pretty cool, and there was two versions of it. Yeah, so. they had both versions of it, which yeah. I thought was really cool. Um, the uh, ending scene um, or the post credit scene. You, you guys think that was a hint at uh, Sinister, Sinister Six? With uh, are you score- seeing the scene mid credit, the mid credit scene? Yeah. Um, I don't know actually. There's, I can't because because Sony. I, just to let everyone know, Sony has rights to certain characters and certain things, and they they're actually allowed to do a lot of stuff. They're letting Marvel use Spider Man because they're just dist- they're their distributor. Of the movie. They want to make yeah. money. They're tired of getting flacked on, and they just want yeah. to make some money. Uh, also, because some emails leak too, and it made a little, little bit not too. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It might, because technically, I guess we're going to go into one more Easter egg here. The last guy at the end talking to the Vulture is the Scorpion, yep. and yeah. he's bringing up that he knows people, which could mean 
Sinister Six, but from what I've heard, uh, Sony has the Sinister Six movie on ice right now. Like Sony wants themselves. to build their own universe on their side, I think. Which so I want to come back to. So they at still the end, might. Though. They still might greenlight that project. Yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah, that's, that's crazy. That was never technically technically officially canceled. So it wasn't part of the deal. Damn. No, they only allow them to use certain characters. Uh, did you guys? I know you guys really like the film overall. I like the film. Did you guys have any dislikes with this? I'd say my only gripe with it. Which I've I've already seen like a video as to why they didn't do this. It's it's just a small thing. Is they didn't focus too much on his spidey sense in this movie as they do in the other ones. I don't think they do it at all. Yeah. yeah um. And uh, I didn't catch this, but I was rewatching Civil War because this movie, believe it or not, made me want to go back and watch it. And I wasn't too much of a fan of Civil War at first, but now I actually like it. Thanks to Spider Man. But he he mentions in Civil War, Spider Man does that his senses are up to eleven. And so the goggles or the eyes like kind of dampen his senses. That's what the purpose was for that. Yeah, yeah it's oh, because okay. he's still being he's still getting acclimated mm. to them right now. So he hasn't. He's like he does, Superman almost. Like mm. he doesn't know how to control his powers. Yeah, to act, so and like, so so okay. that's why they didn't do too much of the the senses in this one. And also because the first two incarnations of Spider Man heavily focused on that too, and they didn't want to they wanted to differentiate this one. And focus more on his webbing abilities and other stuff. So, my my biggest thing about it was uh, really the reason they were trying to shy everything off of off the original films is that he didn't seem to embrace his past as much. I mean, no, they didn't talk about Uncle Ben, and that's great that they're trying to differ, from, you know, kind of differentiate themselves from the other films. But that at his core is like his whole thing about having responsibility and you know using his powers wisely. This was more, as much as I love the whole idea of him being a teenager and using his powers because he thinks he's invincible and he can do whatever, mm-hmm. um, and Iron Man is, is, is kind of his voice of reason to help bring him down to earth and say, hey, you're a kid still. You need to understand responsibility. That's what his role was. Mm-hmm. But that, to me, also kind of seemed that took away from the big event in his life was that his uncle died. And maybe they didn't need to show it, but they could at least have him reference saying that, you know, it affects me, it affects my aunt. This is my life. People around me, they, they care about me. I don't want them to get hurt, you know? Yeah, they that just... That stuff, they didn't really show heavy on him. And as a teenager, you would think that would weigh a lot heavier on him than the way he was kind of going about things. Yeah, they kind of have a, just a throwaway line where it says, my Aunt Maze, she's been through a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that that was sort of the subtle reference. Um, one of my other gripes was um, more kind of more like, like a plot hole, which is... Uh, when Spider-Man confronts Tony Stark about Tony not giving him assistance or not answering his phone calls when he calls or anything like that, and Tony's like, well, who do you think uh, called the FBI when Vulture attacked the boat? And I'm thinking, look, even if you are just testing Peter Parker right now and kind of like, like keeping him on a leash, tell him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Fuck. You have some sort of fucking signal or tell him, hey, by the way, look, I got your message. I'm working with the FBI. Let them handle this shit. Yeah, but the that you're is... expecting him to guess that mm. you 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 can't. He's a kid. He's not gonna know yeah, what's going he, on he, over he's there. He's 14, 15 years old. You even caught that yourself, like mm. or said that yourself. You can't expect them to just know like every every single move you're gonna make. That was my mm. biggest gripe with the film. Actually, well, is there's a couple plot holes. Yeah. Not only that, but at the at the end, I was actually discussing this with uh, with a friend, um, and he he actually brought this up. Um, is that when Peter leaves the dance, he sort of just leaves abruptly. 
Like, he doesn't even let it, like, they don't let that sort of, like, fester, that threat, that... No, he just game acts on it. Yeah, like, it would have been better if they sort of, like... In, like yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. Yeah. He, he, like, just sort of just bounces out of there, and it, it kind of, like, threw me off. I'm like, wait, you're just leaving? You're not even going to, like, think about it or weigh out your options or anything? Um, I yeah, know there was I, no internal struggle with what he's doing. Do I want to really be... The hero didn't want to live this life, you know, as, right. a, as a teenager and or do whatever it is. Even, even, even if uh, Vulture gets away with the stuff that he's stealing, he it's, already knows who he yeah, is. He could have yeah. called the FBI and called the CIA. Yeah. My, that was that, the, exactly what I was going to bring up. It's like, that's a huge, like, plot hole. Like, when he's like, he, kn- he knows that it's him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he knows it's him. He's like, I'll kill you. But it's like, dude, you know the Avengers, technically, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like, go to the goddamn dance, bro. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, no offense, but like, isn't crashing a plane into New York could possibly have killed, killed yeah. some people? Any yep. property damage there? Uh, he, uh, just he, he destroyed Coney Island. Yeah, he destroyed, I was going to say, he destroyed that whatever in Coney Island. <laughs> whatever the fuck it was. But I mean, like, there's a, there's like a lot of, but that probably showed you that he's still trying to prove himself and like, he wants to, he's, st- it shows that he's a, he's he's a kid so still, you know, and he's just like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I think is the best route is me to go in there and just fucking take this shit down. But, yeah, that was one of my characters. Like, oh, that was kind of stupid. It was also pretty anticlimactic, I think, the ba- the battle scene. Like, I liked the fight scenes that they had where it showed him really struggling. Um, like, yes. You know, and, and trying to rise above all the things that were going on. And he was being overzealous and at the same time being knocked down a peg saying, hey, you're just a kid. You don't get this. This is real life. Right. But the very <laughs> end boss scene started out strong and then all of a sudden it just like, hey, you're gonna explode. <laughs> Actually, I think oh. out of all the Spider-Man films, it's the worst end boss fight. Yeah, I didn't game. like how that boss fight ended. Even yeah. worse than like fighting Sandman and Venom, and then even worse than Electro's fight. Yeah. This was the worst. Yeah, it was really anticlimactic. Yeah. Like, all of that, everything he went through, everything that Keaton's character went through and had to do, and then at the end, his own, I guess it's irony, his own machine yeah, his killed, own machine him, killed him. Yeah, he didn't even really sub- yeah, he didn't even really subdue him himself yeah. or anything. It was just like really stupid. Like, it just it stops. Was he, was he so desperate that he's like, "I gotta get out of here now with the shit." And like, dude, you you know how your shit works. It's right. electrical. <laughs> There's electric shit going everywhere, dog. You might want to wait. He's like, "I'm out." Like you said, well, he didn't kill him. Scene. He wanted to go run and get his stuff. Well, no, I mean, yeah. mid credit scene wise, he he kind of protects Peter in a way That's true, without yeah. ever having him know that he helped him. But what would be his ultimate reason for it? Nothing. He saved his life. They're even. Yeah. They're what happens now. after is it's up, up there. All right, so last thoughts on it, guys. I think it was a, I think it was a great out of the three origin films. This is the best one, um, and I think that it really opens the door to um, a more kind of upbeat Spider-Man, um, more comic book ish, and it's going to be yeah. a great addition to the universe. I, I agree. Um, it, they did a great way at connecting it to the Marvel universe. Um, it it felt like a like a true comic book film. Um, and I'm I'm excited for the sequel. I can't wait. Uh, I think Tom Holland's terrible. I'm just kidding. No, uh, I thought it was great. <laughs> I thought it was it was fun. Really good action film. I, I think everyone's gonna see it. Most people, Marvel wise, this is a really good uh, starting point for Spider Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as his own solo film. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm hoping that they keep on with the trend of like a strong villain. If like if it's a Scorpion next movie or if it's someone else, you know, I don't know who it's gonna be, but I, I hope it's. I hope it works out, man. Uh, I hope that they stop hiring British actors to play Americans. You know, if we're going to be talking about typecasting and whitewashing, (laughs) let's stop whitewashing Americans, okay? 
<laughs> May, get totally some more uh, American made. Except for Tobey Maguire. I mean, Andrew yeah. Garfield and uh, now Tom Holland. No, I, but I, I didn't even know he's British. He yeah. is British. <laughs> All right. So that is our first official podcast here. Um, we'd like for you guys give us some feedback. Uh, tell us what you liked, what you didn't like. I know it's not perfect. Um, we have several ways to reach us. Uh, Nabil, how can people reach you? Uh, you can uh, go onto my uh, Twitter account. Let me know how you felt um, at n lothe. It's n l o t h a e, um, and you can just use the hashtag Stop Britwashing. Oh wow! Okay, uh, Marco, what about you? There, <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter as well uh, at at Marco. I'm sorry, I just screwed up my Twitter <laughs> handle at Marcor. Uh, and yeah, let us know what you think uh, of any suggestions uh, we're open to. We enjoy reading the feedback and learning from our mistakes. So uh, let us know what you think. Yeah, like we said, we like honest uh, reviews are the best. You can be as brutally honest with us. We can take it. Trust us, we're three fully grown men. Yeah, yeah. talking about movies. Talking about movies (laughs) on a work night. (laughs) With our shirts off. (laughs) Well, just Just me. (laughs) He's like, it's so hot in here. Uh, My Twitter, just to let you know, it's uh, Rufio1617. Hit me up. Let me know. Uh, we will, down the road, we're looking at making a social media page for us here, uh, like a Facebook or a Twitter, so we can have some more direct uh, feedback from you guys directly there, a one-stop shop, and also putting out when we post uh, these things. Uh, we're aiming usually every two weeks, so that's what yeah. it looks. It looks pretty good right now, two weeks. Yep. It gives us some time to breathe, uh, make sure that we come up with some pretty good topics or news uh, items beforehand. But outside of that, it's going to be pretty casual. If you guys have a recommendation even, something that you want to hear about. Yeah, or if you guys have a topic that you guys want us to talk about, um, shoot us a message uh, on our Twitter handles and uh, we'll definitely uh, pick our favorite one and uh, give you a shout out and we'll discuss that topic on our next episode. Uh, speaking of which, our next episode, probably be in about two weeks here, we're going to be doing a mini review first off of uh, the Studio Ghibli film Kiki's Delivery Service, followed by a full review of uh, Christopher Nolan's new film, Dunkirk. It's going to be a great episode. Definitely. So uh, this has been the Movie Pals podcast with James, Marco, and Nabil. Signing off. <laughs>